listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. Hey, I'm Alessandra and I'm here with Jen and you're listening to the very first episode of General Admission where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound. So we're a music podcast and basically our goal with this 30 to 40 minute episode is just to bring you our favourite tracks, what we're listening to, just talking about music in general. We're planning on having lots of different guests on from, you know, local artists to bigger heavyweight international artists and we're just here to talk about music what we like what other people like what we don't like and yeah let's let's get into it yeah definitely and I mean we're also going to be you know delving into the non-music side of things as well when it comes to artists because they've got plenty of stories when it comes to that things that will connect more to you guys Mm. as well so yeah yeah, we we, we, want to know what what grinds the gears of our artists the gears. <laughs> I love that phrase. What what comes behind what, what their thought process is when writing music? Maybe what how they take their coffee. That's very very important. If they're a cat lover, do they drink coffee? <laughs> oh yes, that is the number one question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's their favorite season? <laughs> Just ridiculous questions like that. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess you know. Let's kick off the first episode by maybe telling you guys a little bit about us. Jen and I, we met at university and we've been talking about doing a podcast for almost a year now. It's been a long time coming, so we're very, very excited for this very first episode. And yeah, on a scale of one to ten, Jen, how how excited are you? I'm going to go off the scale and say 11. Ooh. Yeah. Edgy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, like... like um, Alessandra said, this is something <laughs> this, this is something that we wanted to do for a very long time yep, yep. and it's really good to see that it's finally happening. Yep, it's finally here. So I guess should we introduce ourselves? Talk a little bit about ourselves? Be a little bit uh, selfish for a minute or so? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'll kick us off there. So I first came into the music industry probably like three years ago. Um, actually starting off at UNSW's uh, publication, um, Blitz Magazine. And it's just this little thing. Um, there was print. Um, well, actually, sadly, there is no longer print. Yeah. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, so I started writing there. And then Mosh Cam decided to take an interest because yeah, the editor nice. used to be um, part of Blitz as well. Um, and it was like a live rock and roll yeah, um, site which is right up my alley. Um, so started writing for them, and then started pitching myself out as a freelancer. So I've been nice. writing for Tone Deaf, The Brag, um, mm. and Wall Sound as well, very, which is very great nice. because they're a champion of uh, music. Who are your like top three artists? Just like off the top of your head, oh, God. give us like three of your favorite musicians. Musicians or bands? Either. Okay, I'm going to go with... <laughs> the first three that you think of. Come on, right. the, the audience wants to hear it. Okay, um, <laughs> Lizzie Hale, Jacoby Shaddix, and... Green Day, you're wearing a Green Day shirt. Yes, and um, Mike Durant, because <laughs> I interviewed him. <laughs> for, for the benefit of the radio or yeah. the podcast, Jen is wearing a Green Day shirt. Yeah, so, so um, yeah. <laughs> to any Green Day fans, I salute you. <laughs> but what about you? So, I guess for me, I am more of like a musician I guess like I don't know if I would call call myself a musician or a songwriter but like I have written songs and when I was 16 my friends and I we started a band in high school and I played guitar 
and we just, you know, played a couple shows around Sydney. We even went to, like, Newcastle and Wollongong. We played shows there. And I've recorded a couple of, like, tracks that I've written and we've released a couple of music videos. We're called Chicanery. If you want to check us out, I did just name drop. Maybe I'll cringe while I, like, edit this later. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, there's so many different pronunciations of your band yeah, name as chicanery, well. Yeah, chicanery, chicanery, chicanery. We've heard it all. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but if anyway, you, If you've yeah. got any other ways of saying that name, <laughs> feel free to contact us. Links in the description. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we played um, around Sydney. We wrote tracks, we recorded them, we put out a couple of music videos, and then um, about maybe six months ago I started to... Like teach myself how to use Ableton and I did a workshop um, called All Girl Electronic and I've kind of just been dabbling in like songwriting and music production and trying to figure out where I stand in somewhere around there <laughs> in that field and I also have like written a couple you know done a couple interviews and written a couple articles for Blitz which is UNSW student publication which I did work at for a year <laughs> which is also where Jen and I met so and here we are. Here we are. I guess that's a bit about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, to kick things off to, and for you to get even more information about to us. To know us even more. <laughs> this is such a, like, self-absorbed podcast. So, like, hey, episode one, let's tell us everything. Let's tell you everything about us. <laughs> I promise this is not how the rest of the episode's going to go. The The rest of, like, I guess our goal for the rest of the podcast is to do this, but with artists. Yeah. So you get to know us first, and then hopefully we get to know lots of different musicians. And a little bit about you guys as well, because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. We we, we want that interaction. We do. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like if you're in a mosh pit in the GA mm, section. Yeah. And an artist is reaching yeah, over the barrier. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say something? This is, like, maybe going to ruin my cred, but, like, I don't like moshing. Like, I really dislike it. Like, am I... <laughs> As someone that was an avid mosh pit goer, yeah. but now working just in different parts of the industry, mm. I, I've i fallen out of love with it. Like, yeah. I'm kind of craving just to sit down, chill gigs like Evanescence. Well, not necessarily chill, but yeah. Evanescence, they were at the Opera House really right. recently. Um, and they did, like, this massive, like, um, gig, like, set with, like, a full symphony orchestra. Mm. But it was, like, obviously a sit-down venue being the opera house. Like, that's the kind of experience that I'm craving now. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. I started going to shows when I was really young. Like, I was 14 years old. And I'm 21 now, so that's, like, seven years of gigs now. That's, like, quite a long time um, of, like, going to shows. And a lot of shows I've been to have been standing. And I feel like once I kind of hit, like, 17, I was like, no, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to line up for, like, four hours just to get, like, a mediocre spot near the barrier. Exactly. <laughs> so now I just, like, rock up to gigs and just kind of hang out at the back. I'm also, like, 5'1", so moshing is really not... Oh, no, you're like, like you, good for me. Yeah, you yourself for a whole lot of death. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just thought let's let's add that in considering our podcast. It's called General Admission. Yeah. I, I do enjoy the General Admission ticket, but I'm not – you will not find me right at the front sweating and trying to breathe. See, look, for <laughs> me, yeah, like coming from like a heavier – music background and loving the kind of music mm. that you mosh to and loving that experience. I think for me, it's just, it's kind of professionalism now. Yeah. Because now I'm true. kind of just like, it's just, it's a bit weird. Mm. And like, 
Yeah, like, I just, I think it's it's an age thing as well, like what yeah, you said. Like yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I've been to so many gigs as well, mm. you know, doing it, like, for work and covering them for publications. And, like, just over time, yeah, I've kind of fallen out of love with it as well. So, call us old. You might think we're lame, but... Yeah, I look, I would have thought... There it is. My 14-year-old self would have thought me right now would, was lame, but... Um, yeah, same. Growth. Yeah. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess, look, let's go into our quick fire questions that we planned for this yeah. first episode. We've got five music-related questions and five non-music-related questions. So let, let's kick off this rapid-fire Q&A. Let's go, let's go. So, first up, what was the first gig you ever went to? Um, the first gig I went to, I was eight years old. It was Hilary Duff. But I don't really consider that a proper show. Well, you just announced it to the world. Uh, I, I did, I did. But, like, the one that I, you know, was, like, super excited about and I feel like was the show um, was when I was 14. I saw Paramore and Yumi at Six at Luna Park at the Big Top. That was quite quite good. Nice. Yeah, so my one was Paramore as well, actually. It wasn't the Yumi at Six one. It was at Emmore Theatre and that was, you know, fresh um, out of primary school, so year seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a gig that one was. So, two, what was a song that made you want to pick up a guitar? Um, Sultans of Swing, Die Straits. Nice. Mine probably would have been Misguided Ghosts by Paramore, actually. Very Great nice. track. If you haven't learnt already, we talk about Paramore a lot. But <laughs> So prepare yourself. Yes. But I'm a, I've got a bit of a, a different view to Alice, which you will probably realise <laughs> we'll, we'll get there on. eventually. <laughs> um, right, next question. So, which artist do you really identify with? Paramore. I think that, you know, like, Paramore has been my favourite band since I was, like, 11, 10 or 11 years old. So a very long time now. I just, like, really, like, identified with Hayley, their singer, just because she was, like, so outgoing and she was a couple years older than me. And it was just, like, cool to see her, like, you know, rock that really, like, bright hair and she just wore what she wanted. Like, I don't know. Like, there was just something about, like, her self-expression that I really admired and I feel like there wasn't really other women like her or like other people like her in that like pop punk alternative like rock scene whatever you want to call it um and I just like like what she stand for you know she was just cool and like didn't really care what other people thought and she was so young and she already had that mentality so yeah (laughs) that was a beautiful speech yeah so I'm probably gonna go with initially when I when I'm you know is presented with this question this probably wouldn't be the answer but thinking back I'm gonna have to say Elisa who is the lead vocalist from Arch Enemy right. and the reason I say that is because she used to be an art commissioner right yeah and she's actually gone back into the swing of, of commissioning paintings now and doing like doing mm. artwork and stuff and she said that she's kind of lost her way a little bit and she's mm. not really happy with anything that she's doing so yeah. I had a chat with her but she's got such a creative brain mm. like one of the, the big projects that she's aspiring to achieve is doing like a four, like an album um, where you've got 14 paintings for like oh, each track wow, and so then having cool. like a huge like, like, like a booklet where you've got like all wow. the paintings and then all the lyrics and it just it's so beautiful wow, and I'm like that kind of like art intersects music like yeah. that's that I really identify with that because I like my mum's an artist I yeah. kind of have some of the, the, her creativity mm. and I try to kind of blend the two where possible too yeah, so, so I cool. feel like a real connection to her nice. so she's she's awesome that's awesome cool what's the next question 
<laughs> so what Let's was move away from this yeah, like it's too much <laughs> deep stuff so what was your first vinyl record and favorite song off that record oh the first one i bought so i got a record player for christmas a couple of years ago and my mum gave me like her record collection and so the first album that I played on that record player was The Police. Nice. Um, I can't remember what the album was called. I think it's Regatta de Blanc or Regatta de Blanc. However you say that. How do you say it? Regatta de Blanc? Regatta... Uh, I have to roll the R. Regatta de Blanc. There you go. It's the one that has Message in a Bottle on it and that's the first track I played. But the first record I bought was... Paramore's All We Know Is Falling. It was the 10th anniversary edition. And I was, like, eyeing it for a while, but I never had a record player. And I bought it because it's, like, limited edition and it has some B-sides, like, um, O-Star and... What's the other one? This Circle. Oh, yeah. It's got, like, really old... um, Oh, and I love Stuck On You. Yeah, it has, like, very old... Two very old, like, demos that they released just after that album came out. So, yeah, I bought that. It was a bit of a splurge, but... It's you know, worth it. my favourite band, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> what about you? So, yeah, so I actually got the same uh, vinyl player as you, the exact mm. same one, yeah. Audio Technica. They're brilliant. I'm um, in red, though. So my partner got me that vinyl player and also my first two vinyl records, which happened to be my two favourite records. Um, User Illusion 2 and Chinese Democracy, both from the great Guns N' Roses. Nice. Um, it's really hard to pick a favourite song, but I'm just going to pick one where a lot of people probably hate me, to be <laughs> honest, but it's a very underrated track, and it's one called Better, of mm-hmm. Chinese Democracy. Yeah. It's just, it's such an intricate song. It's like, like, a nearly five-minute track, but, like, just the mixture of keyboards and guitar and, like, kind of, like, jungle vibes mm. um, through it. It just makes it a really cool song on an underrated album so yeah i'm gonna be one of those few people that says that they really like chinese democracy (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) very very nice (laughs) that's all right we're here to be controversial yeah (laughs) sometimes (laughs) sometimes uh so the last music related question name the first five cds or mixtapes in your case (laughs) in your car that spring to mind yeah so i don't have an aux cord in my car so my car is like overflowing with cds um, top five that come to mind After Laughter by Paramore of course favourite album of 2017 possibly my favourite album that Paramore has ever released second album Underworld by Tonight Alive it's a most recent release it's a good one very very good one Sec- uh, third <laughs> I almost lost count <laughs> it's too early yeah. third is All We Know of Heaven All We Need of Hell by Paris also a very good album yeah Third, uh, fourth, <laughs> I did it again, <laughs> wow. Fourth album or mixtape, which I listen to a lot. I do have a Fleetwood Mac, like best of, like greatest hits. Nice. I really like that, big fan of Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. And fifth one, I'm going to throw in a curveball. I have a One Direction mixtape in my car. I've just lost a bit of respect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, one of my friends said to me recently, they were like, Alessandra, like you've been listening to like One Direction a lot. Like what what happened? And I was like, well, look, um, I always actually liked One Direction. I just never told anybody <laughs> because I was just like too embarrassed. I was going through my phase where I was like, I only like like real instruments. And, like I didn't listen to the radio, which was such an embarrassing phase like of my life. Um, but I feel like we all go through it. Um, so I was just like 
too embarrassed to admit that I liked One Direction. And honestly, <laughs> I'm 21. That's long gone. I am happy to admit that I do like One Direction. In fact, my sister and I listen to the mixtape a lot. Um, no shame, honestly. I really have no shame. <laughs> and I think we just lost a whole heap of listeners. But that's no, okay. come on. I know all of you guys listening secretly had a One Direction phase. <laughs> like, do not test me because we all did. We just, come on. I, I know we did. Yeah. Please, please comment or, like, let me know if you had a One Direction phase. I would love to know. <laughs> but see, like, my sister went through, like, well, my sister and my cousin were big One Direction fans and they, like, made sure everybody knew that. Yeah. So I just, like, quietly sat back, you know, like, I listened to the songs, like, when they spoke about them. Like, I didn't necessarily know anything about them. Like, I wasn't that type of fan. Yeah. But, like, you know, whoever, like, was writing songs for them, or I know that they, like, wrote some of their tracks as well, like, later. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were, like, good pop songs. I can't be mad. <laughs> really? I'm trying my best to hold it in. What about Better. what about you? Oh, God. Um, so I don't have them in my car yet, but I'm definitely going to do the, the overhaul mm-hmm. really soon. But the ones in my stack in my bedroom that will be moved to my car... Um, so we got Hearts' latest record, Smoke, Fire, Hope, Desire. Mm-hmm. Just so groovy and, like, soul-dripping. like Love that word. Um, then we got um, Paramore's live version of Riot. Oh, the final Riot. Yeah. They the just put that Riot. on Spotify, yeah. actually. I've been listening to it. Oh, such a nostalgia trip. Mm. Um, that's awesome. Um, Kingswood's latest album and their second one, After Hours Close to Dawn. If anyone has read anything that I've ever written from last year, mm-hmm. you know that I'll be, have, I've been harping on about this record. Mm-hmm. It's literally, it's, it still remains one of my absolute favourites and I hope to get it on vinyl soon. Very so, nice. um, God, last two. I'm trying to think. I just have so many records and I'm having a brain fart. Okay. <laughs> Let's just leave it at three because, yeah, yeah so there's the, the th- top three that three. I can think of. I can add two more. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, you know what I like. If you were buying CDs for me, what would you get me? Um, nothing But Thieves. I know you like oh, yes. some Nothing But Thieves. You got me the vinyl, actually. Probably the self-titled. Great. Yep. Um, oh, and the other vinyl I bought you was um, Violent Soho, Waco. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, that would definitely take a spin in my car. So yeah. there you go. There you go. So this brings us to our second segment. So now that we've introduced ourselves, we're going. We're bringing you a segment called "What's on Your Playlist," which is another segment that we want to incorporate every single week. Hopefully, with musicians, and we want to ask our guests, you know, what they're listening to, what they're inspired by, and just you know, what's stuck in their head at the moment. Yeah, and then put that into um, a, just a big playlist. Yeah, for yeah. The episode. So some of their stuff. Because of, like, time restrictions and stuff, um, for, during the podcast and during the segment, we'll be talking about three songs each, but then you'll be able to find the rest of our playlist on Spotify, which we will link in the description and via all of our social media platforms, so you'll be able to find the extended playlist on Spotify. But for now, we'll break down three of our favourite tracks of yeah. the week. Excited. So I'm going to kick things off with a song called Slide. Um, by LPX, also known as Lizzie Plappinger, who is one half of New York-based band Ms. Mister. Can't believe you let it slide, let it slide, let it slide. 
so it's really cool. And I actually only recently found out the backstory reading um, a track-by-track breakdown of, of the EP Bolt in the Blue, um, which is her debut, actually. Um, and she kind of just talked through all the tracks. Um, but... Like, after, like, the release of Ms. Mister's, like, latest record, mm-hmm. she kind of, she, and, and doing some shows, she kind of wasn't sure where to take yeah. Ms. Mister, and, and and she obviously works so closely with her other half, Max, mm. it's like, the producer um, side of it, and she just didn't know where to go. Um, so she decided, you know what, I'm going to strike out on my own, um, do my own EP. Um, and this is one of my favourite songs from that EP, and that was released in January, called Slide. It's just... It's just so like funky. It's it's the kind of track that reminds you of the synth pop from the seventies, but with that really cool like fuzzy, uh, distorted guitars, like reverbing vocals, and but even through the reverb, you really realize how powerful Lizzie's voice is. Mm. It's just gorgeous. It's just such an upbeat kind of song. Mm. And yeah, so that's definitely on my playlist. Very nice. How about you? Uh, For me. As if we haven't spoken about Paramore oh God, enough. Um, so, like I mentioned earlier, um, After Laughter by Paramore, which is their fifth album, it was released in May last year. Quickly, like it's become one of my favourite albums, I think, that Paramore have ever released. Um, definitely my favourite album of 2017. Um, but this one track, which is their current single, and they just released a music video for it as well. Yeah. It's called Rose Coloured Boy. Just let me cry a little bit longer And I don't know, just something about this track. Like the first time I ever, ever heard it, I really didn't like it. I was like, what <laughs> is this? Like there's like a chant at the beginning. And I was just like, like what, what happened? Like this is so obscure. Like it doesn't sound like Paramore. Yeah. But like after listening to it a couple times, it really grew on me. It was my top like song of 2017, like my most played song on Spotify. Um, it's just such a great track, like, everything about it. It's so, like, 80s infused and, like, synth pop, but at the same time, you've still got that, like, kind of punk element um, that Paramore have always had. You know, Haley's lyrics are very, like, gritty and in-your-face, and even though the song sounds very, like, happy and it's very dancey, um, the lyrics are quite dark. And, you know, like, one of the lyrics is even, you know, um, I'm so annoyed because I just killed off what was left of the optimist in me. And so she's like, you know. So the song essentially kind of focuses around, you know, Hayley feeling, like, sad and, like, she doesn't want to, like, put on a smile and, like, pretend to be happy. And everyone around her is, like, kind of telling her, you know, like, you know, just be happy, like, put on this facade. And I guess you kind of can mirror that to like, being a musician in the music industry and, like, always having to do interviews and, like, always putting on your, like, game face and, like, always being happy and, you know, being positive in interviews when, like, she wasn't feeling that. And it was just kind of... The song is just about, like, you know, the chorus is, like, just let me cry a little bit longer. I'm not going to smile, like, if I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's it's very Truman Show-esque. Like, yeah. both, like, the song and the music video. Like, mm. with, like, you know, the placement of, of different things that yeah. correspond to the lyrics. It's, it's very well done. Yeah. And even though I'm not, like, a fan of the latest record or the last one for Paramore, I'm a very old-school fan. Um, I love what they've done with this track. Mm. Yeah. Um, if you, like, yeah. haven't seen the music video, like, you should totally watch it. It's basically, like, Paramore are, 
like the main characters are like the hosts of this morning show and kind of compares them on camera and then behind the scenes and just how they act and you know they're you can tell that they're putting on these like fake smiles for the cameras but then once the cameras are off you know like they're throwing things they're throwing like things like they're pissed off at each other like they're really not having a good time so the music video is so well done and like i could honestly break it down for like 20 minutes actually it's someone amazing. did start a twitter analysis yeah feed, there is a twitter analysis so, um, feed. jump on that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's such a great video and like all the intricate guitar parts and bass parts and just like the rhythm section like drums and the bass like everything about this song is amazing and it is very very good so if you haven't heard it definitely listen to it yeah, yeah what, what's your next track <laughs> that was a very long like <laughs> it, but it needed the context breakdown but anyway okay um okay so my next track um, comes from a band that I was talking about earlier, Evanescence, um, when they played at the Sydney Opera House last month. Yeah. Um, so this is a song taken from their latest album, Synthesis, which is really, it's just like a reinvention of the old and making it the new. So what they've done is that they've taken classic tracks off their past couple records mm. and they've put, like, just layers on it. So they've redone it completely mm. with, like, both electronica and orchestral composition. Right. So, so it's not even just a matter of them just putting, like, electric sounds on it or putting orchestra on it. They've completely, ch- like, changed yeah. the composition. That's so cool, yeah. Because that just speaks to the brilliant musicianship of the band mm. and Amy's vision because this, this whole project was Amy Lee's yeah, yeah. Um, vision. Um, so this is a track that I actually wasn't a fan of, like, initially, called Lacrimosa. Uh. And it's a track um, off one of their earlier albums called The Open Door. And actually with um, this new reinvention on this album, like, it's just, it's beautiful. Like, they've made, they've stripped parts back, but they've also made other bits just more epic. So Mm. it just, it combines to make a really, really awesome track and one of my favourites off the album Synthesis, which is out now. Very, very nice. beautiful. So what's your second track? My second track is a song called Small Far Infection by Hayley Blay, who is a musician based in Vancouver, I believe, in Canada. I'm just a far infection And she's also a YouTuber, and so she like um, posts videos. And I actually found her through YouTube. Oh, really? Um, but then I found that like she actually like writes music, and she's got an amazing voice. And this song is—it's just like a demo that she recorded on her iPhone, and then she just made like a music video and put it up on YouTube. And it's just so cool. Like I love the lo-fi-ness of it, and I listen to it in my car all the time. And she has such a beautiful voice, and. Yeah, like, I can't fault it. It's just a nice, like, chilled-out track to listen to, um, you know, like, when you're driving, like, when you're on the train, basically, whenever you just kind of want to relax. But, yeah, she has such a, like, nice vocal tone, and the track itself is just basically, like, guitar, and there's a little bit of percussion, like, drums in the background. It's mainly just, you know, vocals and guitar, and it just... I love the chord progression... It's a very nice track, so check it out. Sometimes it's all you need. Yeah, exactly, and yeah, just very good. I really want to cover it. <laughs> actually, you I, should. Maybe you should do it in studio. Yeah, look, I actually did cover it. I recorded a version of it, but 
I still I feel like I have to re-record a bit of it, but eventually. Run away. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those songs, like you know, it gets it's just a really nice track and very simple, but. Very good. <laughs> yes. What about all the simple things? Sometimes your final track, Jen. So this one is kind of left field for me because, admittedly, I'm not too well versed in like the genres of like of like rap, like rap meets like electronica mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's it's actually a genre that I'm kind of you know trying to throw myself into this year because I do like a lot of it. I'm just quite selective. Yeah. Sometimes, but this is a really good track. So this is a song called Water Baby by multi-instrumentalist Tom Mish from South London. And this is off his debut album, Geography, which is set to drop in April. Very nice. Um, and it features fellow rapper Loyal Kana on it as well. So the reason that I've picked this track is that it's just, it's so intelligently mm. done. Like, you've just got the really, like, smooth, sultry, like, kind of rap, but, like, with, like, intelligent lyrics. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, like, this cool, like, almost jazzy-ass keyboard going. Yeah. Um, and, like, a cool, like, heavy bass. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's very smooth, but, like, it's it's quite complex. Yeah. Too. And then you've got, like, the the rap from Loyal Kana that comes mm. through and they kind of really complement each other, mm. um, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for the actual release. So the full album, that's Geography, and that drops in April. Very really nice. excited for that. Exciting. So what's your last track? My last track is a song called I Wait For You by an artist called Alex G, who is more popularly known as Sandy Alex G. Oh, yeah. recently came here for laneway and played a show at the lansdowne i believe a couple weeks ago um which i sadly didn't go to but this track is called i wait for you and it's actually a i think it's like a hidden track um i found it like it's not on spotify or um i don't even think it's on itunes but it's from his like one of his earlier releases called easy and it's from 2011 and I heard the track in like a YouTube video. It was like one of those like 2017 like end of year recap videos of a YouTuber that um, I enjoy called Lindsay Rem. She's a graphic designer and like makes cool videos. So check her out <laughs> if you're interested. Sounds awesome. But yeah, so she made this video and that was a track that was playing like um, throughout the whole thing. And I really liked it and I was trying to find it. And then I found like a link to it on YouTube. And the comments were like, oh, it's a bonus track. Like, you have to buy the album on Bandcamp. And then, like, when you download it, you get it as, like, a secret track. Ah. So I was like, yeah, cool, why not? So I went on to Bandcamp, bought the album. And, yeah, it wasn't listed. But when I, like, downloaded it, it came up as a hidden track. Um, So I kind of liked, you know, that it was, like, a bit hard to find. (laughs) I feel like we need to do, like, a bit of, like, a feature on hidden tracks. Yeah, yeah. But this track in particular, like, it just... It's the same, like, Small Foreign Faction. It's just guitar and vocals. And there's something very, like, nostalgic about it, I guess. And maybe because, like, I saw it in, like, a recap video, maybe that's why I'm, like, relating it to kind of nostalgia. Yeah, maybe. Um, or, like, nostalgic feelings. But I just really like the simplicity of the song and just the way it's very catchy. Like, the chorus is quite catchy. 
just that like lo-fi nostalgic kind of vibe that it gives off I really enjoy it I, I've like a couple days ago I was driving and I honestly like I listened to the same song like on repeat like four <laughs> times because it's quite a short song too um, that's how you know it's good when yeah. you just literally cannot get it but yeah like, it's just simple and I don't know I, I the only word I can guess I can describe by is nostalgic. Like it just has that vibe. Maybe because it is like seven years old. <laughs> Probably. But at the same time, like I just I love that like simplicity and that like authenticity and like honesty that's behind it. That you can really hear it. So yeah, I guess that closes our what's on your playlist segment. But you can find our extended list on Spotify, which we will link in the description of this episode, and you'll be able to find it on our social media as well. And, um, yeah, have a listen to it because there'll be 16 tracks on there. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully diverse, so there'll be something for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Segment of our podcast, which we're planning on doing every single week, which is our in-depth track review. So similar to, like, an album of the week or an album review we're going to be reviewing a track that we both really like and breaking it down and really focusing um, on the track and, like, what it means, breaking it down. Like I just said, I repeated that. <laughs> um, well, positive reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what track do we have this week, Jen? Yeah, so this one, it's one that really excites me, and it's been out for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um But nonetheless, so this is a song called Patience. Now, it's a single from a newy band called Eat Your Heart Out. Yeah. Um, and it's from their second EP, Carried Away, which was released in April last year. Very nice. So it's not their latest EP. They recently released one called Mind Games yeah. um, in December. Yeah. Um, but this track, I think, really speaks to the strengths of the mm-hmm. band. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky enough to chat with the whole band and, and sit them down. That would have been very on a, cool. On a gorgeous sunny day on a balcony. <laughs> um, and shout out to Wall of Sound here as well, because this is um, they're the publication that they did the interview for. Yeah. Um, so I want to give you guys the love. Um, you guys, anyone that likes heavier kind of music where it's like alt rock, um, mm-hmm. like heavy metal, yeah. um, um, hardcore stuff, you'll want to check out um, wallofsoundau.com. Very nice. Um, and you can find them on Twitter as well and Instagram, wallofsoundau, as well as just Wall of Sound on Facebook. Yeah, and you can also read lots of Jen's work on Wall of Sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a self-promotion. But anyway, so this is a cut from that interview um, where the guitarist Will Moore is talking in depth about this track, Patience. So have a listen. It's a very simple song in its own way. Like, it has instrumentation and little things in there that make it slightly complex or something. But for the most, it's just a D chord and then three chords. Like, (laughs) that's it. It kind of... It's more about the feeling and the movement. And it was to... um, basically not to try and over contrive something mm. in the songwriting process Definitely. to let go of trying to be the best most technical musician you can be and just say this feels right i'm just going to sit there and let it happen so that was will there talking about the track patience awesome track and i really agree with him you know i think it's because of that inherent simplicity that you can really feel the band come together as a unit yeah 
Um, and like Will's mentioned, there are there are some complex elements to the song. And what I really take from the track um, in terms of that is the last section where there are these slow, you know, beautiful harmonising guitars. And then Jake's drumming at the end also really stands out. I mean, it sounds like he's gotten the chance to let loose a little during yeah. that outro, which is cool. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so I really I like the fact that, you know, he mentioned how the track itself is, like, quite simple. Um, but, you know, it all comes together and there are complex elements because... Like, I guess for me, like, as a songwriter, you know, you constantly put pressure on yourself, or at least I do, to, like, write really complex, like, complex songs. Or you always want to be improving, which is, like, a really, like, beneficial, um, like, element, you know, to just, like, your songwriting progression and Mm. development. But I think at times, you know, like, I definitely, like, overthink things. And, you know, sometimes, like, simple is best. And you don't need to write something that's, like, super complex to write a good song. Yeah, so. Exactly. And and Will mentioned like elsewhere in the interview that this song literally has like three columns or something like mm. that. But yeah, and and something that he, he brought up which was I think really important is punk being a term and it often it like often people associate mm. punk with being underdeveloped. Yeah. That was the word that he used and that was really interesting. Mm. But he's like, it's not underdeveloped. It's more just capturing the raw simplicity, you know, that connects emotionally to people. Yeah. And it was the first time speaking to an artist that that they'd really captured, you know, that assumption that people have, mm. you know, as being underdeveloped. Got me thinking. Yeah, because I guess like punk or just I guess like even rock music in general has a very like has very DIY roots mm. and there's this sort of element that anybody can start a band and anybody can write music which I agree and but I guess it also kind of creates a bit of a connotation of like you know if anyone can write music like it's not it is a bit underdeveloped mm. but I mean there's so many good bands like in the rock like punk scene and yeah for sure definitely like not underdeveloped for sure i mean some of the biggest punk bands that we know today like mm. green day for example yeah they were all about that diy scene you know yeah. on, on gilman street and like these bay and really just cultivating you know really diy ethic so i feel like you know if people remember mm. that that's where some of the where some of the biggest acts came from yeah and that's what a lot of Aussie local bands are doing today yeah, in the yeah. punk and hardcore scenes. That's something that, that should be promoted and, and that they should be really proud mm, of doing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I also I actually wanted to talk about the lyrics a bit. Yeah. If you wanted to... Yeah, let's delve into it. If you're planning to, but I really... There's just something about this song, like, I really love the subject, like, matter of it, you know, like, the chorus, you know, looking out the window, everything seems fine. I've been losing days to pass the time. Which is, I feel like, something a lot of us can relate to. You know, everyone, I guess most of us, you know, you have those, like, pockets of, like, points in your life where you kind of just feel like you're just, like, going through the routine and just, like, living. You're not necessarily, like, doing much, like, with your time. You're just kind of going through the motions and just doing what you have to do, but you're not really, like, 
developing or like improving on yourself, which I feel like I kind of get into that rut a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I feel like for some people, like it can stem from a fear of mm. what of what would happen if you did put yourself out there, because yeah. like society is just hardwired now to just be go go go, yeah. don't think constantly, improve, assess yourself, blah blah blah, blah. and that actually can cause some people to kind of retreat yeah. to a shell because yeah. they're afraid of, of what might happen and I feel like that's something that a lot of us can I mean it's popped into my head yeah for sure I, I mean I've had times where you know I've I felt things slow down even just a mm. little bit and feel like my life's kind of stopped yeah and it's very easy I think to just like stick to your routine and like not necessarily think about what you want if that makes sense like I yeah. know for me you know like I always say like I want to write music like I want to record and I want to like you know just write more and like release an EP but sometimes like I just find myself I'm just like you know like I get up I have to go to uni or like I go to work and I just kind of go through the motions and like I just do like what is required of me but I don't necessarily like do that little bit extra that I mm. want to do so yeah I, I, I definitely like relate to the lyrics <laughs> yeah so patience it's such an amazing track and it's mm. something that really just connects you know the heart of, yeah. of punk music and you know a really humanizing quality um yeah. to that music which is it's refreshing actually mm, for sure yeah but yeah check it out yeah so that's the end of our first episode of general admission we hope you enjoyed it thanks for listening yeah, I mean, like, I've had an awesome time. I'm sure yeah. you've had an awesome time. It was quite fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, bit self-deprecating, lots of banter, <laughs> um, which hopefully you'll be able to expect um, com- going forward. And really just thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. And our ramblings about yeah. music. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, on social media, like this episode if you enjoyed it, share it, tell your friends, like, tell anybody, tell your friend, your mum, your dad, your cousins, your neighbour. <laughs> Easy Ranga with Pop Sydney Public Transport. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Checking us to listen sure. on your way home. Um, but yeah, if you've also, if you have any track recommendations that you'd like us to feature, or if you're an artist yourself, please get in touch with us. We would love to hear your music, or we would just love to hear any recommendations on what you're listening to. We're, we're always interested in hearing new music and showcasing new tracks. I mean, that's what we're, exactly. what we're here for. <laughs> but yeah, like we said, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this first episode and we'll catch you next week. See you later. You're listening to General Admission, where we bring you your front row ticket to the stories behind the sound.